Hello and welcome to the 7th episode of Analyze This, India's first running podcast. This is Dharmendra, the host for this podcast. This is a podcast with an Indian flavor for runners, wherever you may be around the world. I'm a running coach and freelance writer based out of Bangalore, India. Before anything else on this episode, I would like to request anyone listening to this show to spare a thought for those unfortunate victims of the bombings at the Boston Marathon two weeks ago. That one event, more than anything else, has quite rightfully occupied the minds of runners of all sorts across the globe over the past two weeks. The event has really shaken up people who thought till date that a marathon was not exactly the kind of unsavory elements of the society would target. That perception has now changed forever. Although the matter is by no means closed, two people who are believed to be the perpetrators of the act were caught by the police investigating the incident. Several people have expressed a whole spectrum of feelings ranging from outrage to disbelief. There has been a lot of praise and tribute for the people of Boston and how they reacted to this event. The black ribbon and the gesture of hand over heart as runners crossed the finishing line at London were two such initiatives. I did write a post on my personal blog as well as an article for the Bangalore-based Citizen Matters on the same event expressing my feelings as well as those of runners worldwide. Sadly, this one incident overshadowed almost everything else in the world of running over the past month. Let's hope for a better 2013 and years of running ahead. I had actually planned for a new feature for this episode, but after the events at Boston have decided to hold off on that till the next episode at least, since I felt it would have been out of place on this episode. Now, what else do I have on this episode? I have a roundup of recent events on the Indian and international running calendar since the last episode, something to power your training and some running related reading recommendations. This is again a short episode since I don't have an interview. There have been no major races in India since the last episode since this is still a quiet period for Indian runners. There was the Mumbai edition of the Urban Stampede, the corporate relay race organized by Runners for Life which saw almost 100 teams participate. This lull in the Indian running calendar will change by the next episode when the TCS World 10K happens on 19th May in Bangalore, launching India's running calendar which will pretty much carry on with a race almost every month till Auroville in February of 2014. On the international side, however, there were a host of exciting events. On 7th April at the Paris Marathon, Peter Soam of Kenya won the men's race in 2.05.37 ahead of Therese Tola and Eric Nedima, both experienced runners. Thus, Peter Soam caused something of an upset in Paris. Boru Tadesi of Ethiopia won the women's race in 2.21.05 ahead of Merima Mohamed and Kenya's Eunice Kirwa. On an unusually cold day in Paris, Pretty much in line with the extended winter in Western Europe, both winners broke existing course records. A week later, on 14th of April, there were three major marathons in Rotterdam, Vienna and Brighton in the UK. In Vienna, in the very popular half, Heli Gebrisilassi showed why he is still a force to reckon with, winning in 61 minutes and 15 seconds. In the full marathon, which doesn't seem to attract as much attention as the half, mostly because of Heli, Hendy Sugut won in 208.19 ahead of Solomon Kipto and Jeffrey Nodungu. 
in rotterdam regasa in 20538 was first ahead of getufelik and samikitwara being off the course record by over a minute mostly due to weather conditions not being favorable for an assault on the course record let alone the world record in the women's race jemima jelagat of kenya in 22327 was ahead of abubesh afewalk of ethiopia and hilda kibet of kenya the brighton marathon was also won by kenyans in both the men's and women's races Dominic Kangor crossing the line in 2 hours 10 minutes and 46 seconds ahead of Bernard Rotish and another Kenyan Robert Mwangi who completed an all Kenyan podium the women's race was won by Eunice Kales of Kenya in 2 hours 28 minutes and 50 seconds and she won ahead of and she won ahead of British athlete Ali Dixon the 2011 winner and Prashia Waitaka of Kenya coming third. Two days later was the Boston Marathon at which the athletic achievements were unfortunately overshadowed by the bombings. I had actually managed to follow the entire race which was streamed live for free on the Boston Marathon's website. The women's race at Boston was initially dominated by Colombian runner Yolanda Caballero and then even more definitely by the Portuguese runner Anna Dulce Felix but eventually neither of these runners finished on the podium in part due to their early fast pace the patient east african bunch which included former winners rita jepto and sharon sherop led a chase which began rather late but finished at a fairly punishing pace rita jepto won in a commanding 22624 with the manner of her pacing rather than the time being a source of inspiration to other runners Local favorite Shelen Flanagan finished in heartbreaking fourth place. In the men's race, Desisab, Mika Kogo and Jebri Mariam finished 1, 2 and 3 with Desisab beating Kogo in the last mile or so, finishing in 2 hours 10 minutes and 22 seconds. Still the fact that this was Kogo's debut race makes his performance very impressive and promises much for the future. On a day when several favorites faltered, last year's winner Wesley Corey was now an elected representative in Kenya's parliament and hence a bona fide politician finished fifth american jason hartman finished about 2 minutes behind but ran a strong race all through as for yolanda whose story was covered by letsrun.com before the race she finished in a little over 2 hours and 35 minutes paying the price for running a brave but tactically poor race and now for the last of the world marathon majors the london marathon For the first half of the London Marathon, the elite men ran well enough to justify the tag of the greatest field ever assembled, blazing through the first half in 61 minutes and 34 seconds, igniting hopes of a new world record in the offing. But that too good to believe pace proved to be just that, although it was not for want of trying. The elite men including Wilson Kipchang, Emmanuel Mutai and Sergei Kebede burned themselves in an admirable attempt to make it an exciting race rather than run a tactical race in the end the patient segai kebedi who had fallen behind the lead pack of 3 and who's also been a former winner at london passed emmanuel mutai in the last kilometer to win in a time of 2 hours 6 minutes and 4 seconds which is eventually slower than emmanuel mutai's own course record of 2 hours 4 minutes and 40 let alone the world record of Patrick Mekaw one expected sidelight of Mo Farah running the first half also passed uneventfully if running world record marathon pace for a half marathon can be called so it may not have been much of a stretch for Mo who's run and won a half marathon at a pace faster than that 
The women's race was marred by an unfortunate and perhaps avoidable collision between elite women and wheelchair athletes at a water stop. Tiki Gelana, who won the Olympic gold, was hurt but carried on, finishing off the podium. Priska Jeptu won in 2 hours, 20 minutes and 15 seconds, followed by Edna Kiplagat and Yukiko Akaba of Japan. The Japanese lady who finished third thereby contributed to some diversity on the podium, especially from Asian athletes in the sport that has been dominated by East African athletes in recent times. And that brings us to a wrap of the international Indian events for the past month. Due to the number of results we have discussed on this show, we won't be discussing much else on this episode. However, I still have a couple of recommendations on what to read in the world of running from the past month. I would strongly recommend you go ahead and read Tony Revis on his blog. Tony has written with sensitivity and passion, especially about the Boston Marathon in the past few weeks. There is also a nice post on the Runner's World website by Ambie Burford, the 1968 winner of the Boston Marathon and also one of the runners who stranded just half a mile from the finish line due to the bombings. Ambi has written why runners will not and should not be undermined by this mishap. For those who don't know, Ambi also recently completed 50 years of running in the Manchester Road Race, establishing a kind of streak which is incredible for its longevity and regularity more than anything else. So his words do carry a lot of weight in the world of running. I wish him and other runners a very healthy and safe 2013. Now for the part of the show which is intended to help you plan your racing calendar. At the time of recording this episode, the registrations for the TCS 10K were just about to close on the 30th of April. There is not much else that has been announced with exact dates on the Indian running calendar. After the TCS 10K in May, the Hyderabad Marathon is the next major event expected to be in August, followed by the Kaveri Trail Marathon in the month of September. By the next episode, I am hoping that we will have firm dates for both of these events. As we've discussed in the past, on the 19th of May, which is about three weeks from today, we have the TCS World 10K in Bangalore. On the same day, but in a different time zone, we have the Bay to Breakers race in the city of San Francisco. For those of you who have never run a large city race with almost 50,000 legitimate participants and a few more, in fact, a lot more bandit runners, strongly recommend that you take part in this event. On the 5th of May, we have two races that I have been lucky to take part in in different parts of the United States. On the East Coast, we have the New Jersey Marathon, which is run alongside the New Jersey Coast in the city of Long Branch, next to the Atlantic Ocean. This is a great race. I would strongly recommend that if you are in that part of the world, you should take part maybe next year. On the same day in California, we have the Avenue of the Giants Marathon, which remains to date my favorite race. It's a really small field, but on a world-class course, it's really well organized. In a little over a month from today, we have the most iconic race in the continent of Africa, the Ultra Marathon, known as the Comrades Race. This is on the 2nd of June. I strongly urge you to go check out the race and read up on it. There's a lot of information on the race website. I hope with all the results discussed on this episode, you will be sufficiently excited to get started on your own 2013 running goals if you haven't done so already. With that, we come to the end of the 7th episode. 
Thank you for listening. I hope to hear from you on your comments. If you're interested in supporting the show in some form, you can write to me at runalyzethis at gmail.com. That's R-U-N-A-L-Y-Z-E-T-H-I-S at gmail.com. This is a podcast for runners and by a runner. So I'd love to hear from you, be it interesting facts about Indian runners, your experiences at global running events, and just about anything you think is worthy of featuring on this podcast. Wish you the best for your training and your races. The music for this podcast has been composed by the talented Ramya Shankar. If you'd like to listen to more of her work, visit www.ramyashankar.com That's R-A-M-Y-A-S-H-A-N-K-A-R.com The blog for this podcast is at runalyzethis.blogspot.com Until the next episode, goodbye. The information provided and opinions expressed on this show are based on the opinions and experiences of the participants. You should exercise due caution and consult your doctor before taking any action. Runalyze This assumes no responsibility for your actions based on listening to the show, which are assumed to be at your own risk.